When talking about the digital divide, you often hear about how we need to build out infrastructure to reach everyone in America. But millions of people have access to internet service, they just can't afford it. So what's being done about this? I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. Here to continue our conversation on the digital divide is senior reporter Maggie Reardon, who's been digging into this issue for years. Welcome, Maggie. Thanks for having me. So we've been talking about the digital divide for a while now, but this latest round of stories that we're hitting on uh, really target the affordability aspect. And so to give our listeners a sense of scale, how many people are affected by this so-called affordability gap? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a big problem. There are probably more people affected by not being able to afford broadband than there are folks who just simply don't have access to it. And um, the U.S. really has like the highest... Um, in the Western world, at least, one of the highest um, broadband rates in terms of how much it costs. So, you know, our our broadband is more expensive, and we have just a lot of people who can't, who just can't afford it. Yeah, and specifically, what communities and populations are disproportionately hurt by this problem? Well, it it really hurts a lot of um, minority folks um, and folks who are low income. So, you know, black, brown, indigenous. Uh, people who just, um, you know, fall into, uh, you know, an affordability issue. And a lot of those communities um, are really hit hard. Right. And so, you know, build out infrastructure, ensuring our networks reach everyone, you know, that's, that seems to be the topic that comes up when we talk about the, the digital divide a lot. Why do you think the conversation about affordability gets sidelined so often? Well, I think, you know, in our hyper politicized environment, I think part of it has to do with politics, right? When you're talking about um, an affordability issue, particularly for low income folks, you know, you're talking about poor people. <laughs> and, um, you know, when you have Republicans in charge, uh, they don't tend to really talk about like uh, folks um who need sort of entitlement type programs to help pay for services. So, you know, President Trump, his, a lot of his constituents were in rural America. And, you know, that is an area of our country where we haven't had broadband access. And so I think he was, you know, in some sense trying to play to that base. But the reality is, is that this affordability gap really you know, crosses all boundaries. I mean, it isn't just an urban problem. It, it also is an issue for folks in um, rural markets, too. Absolutely. And President Joe Biden has introduced his $2 trillion infrastructure plan. How does it address the affordability issue? So, um, you know, he hasn't, you know, it's a little light on specifics still. Um, but, you know, there is a sense that he would like to see broadband prices in general come down. And then, um, you know, I, I think there is an appetite uh, among some Democrats to have some sort of subsidy program um, that sort of offsets the cost. Uh, so, you know, we're still kind of waiting on the details of, of what his plan is going to be. But, um, you know, I think that's that's part of it, probably. That's probably what we'll see. Yeah. And beyond the, the Biden plan, I know there are some other programs in place. Like what else is the government doing about this problem? Um, well, there's like a lot of uh, work happening on Capitol Hill. There's a, a bill um, which really the Biden plan looks like it's probably going to be mirrored a great deal off of uh, a bill from um, Representative Clyburn from South Carolina and Senator Klobuchar from Minnesota. Um 
and you know, and part of this is going to be about like promoting competition to try to to get more providers out there, lowering costs, and then also doing some things like a subsidy. Uh, and this actually happened under the Trump administration, but when there was the the COVID relief in December, um, they passed uh, a provision to to provide a fifty dollar subsidy to folks who've been affected by the pandemic and can't mm-hmm. afford broadband. And so, you know, we might see something like that, you know, become a long term solution. But right now it's it's getting rolled out and, and people are really taking that up. Is that the emergency broadband uh, fund or? Yeah, that's the emergency broadband benefit or benefit, EBB. Right. <laughs> uh, right. That's the one that the FCC talks about a lot. Uh, and, you know, the you mentioned the idea of the subsidy and the subsidy is I know one potential solution that some folks have have pushed for. I'm just curious what sort of the the differing opinions are because not everyone thinks that there should be a subsidy in place, right? Because I don't think President Biden necessarily is supportive of a subsidy, correct? Well, it's you know it's a little unclear. Um, I think that he is probably not for a long term subsidy, um, you know, kind of for everyone, but. I think that there's an appetite uh, probably within his administration and certainly a lot of Democrats talking about there's got to be something done to really help people who are um, who are poor. And and how do we do that? Now, the question is, you know, I think that there are also some advocates who say, well, we don't want to uh, unnecessarily enrich the um, the broadband companies. And, you know, we think that the prices are too high anyway. Like we don't want to keep just like propping up and giving them subsidies um, if it doesn't really have to be that expensive. Like maybe we need, maybe there needs to be some pressure put on the companies to lower their prices. And that's going to be a real big policy debate about how do you do that? Is is competition the answer? Is uh, mandating uh, a low cost option? Is price regulation on the table? So all of those things are 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 things that I think are being explored. And, and I'm going to be exploring them more deeply in um, some subsequent stories. So stay tuned for that. Great. And, you know, we could talk about the carriers and we could talk about you know, the price issue, but I think that's that's a topic for another discussion. What I did want to talk about is some of the, what some of the companies that are profiled in this story are doing. You talk a little bit about that, what, some of the things that you know, companies like Microsoft and, and Comcast and, and Starry are doing to to kind of help with this issue? Yeah. So, you know, a lot of the incumbent providers like Comcast, for example, I think they are probably the most well-known because they've been doing it really the longest. They have a program called Internet Essentials, and it's a $9.95 a month uh, product that is, you know, a service that's available to folks who are low income. And they initially started this, you know, just to help kids, um, in schools who couldn't afford broadband, and they've since expanded it over the last decade. And, um, you know, I profiled a a user in my story who, like, she had signed up for Internet Essentials pre-pandemic, you know, back in 2017. But then when the pandemic hit, it really, it was super helpful for her. She lost her job. She has two kids at home. She's a single mom, um, so only one income. And, you know, that $10 a month for broadband was a lifesaver for her. So there's that program. And, and the other providers like Verizon and AT&T, they, they offer their own sort of flavors of that. Um, but those programs, you know, there are some problems with it because they 
you know, the sign up process can be somewhat cumbersome for some folks, or if you've mm-hmm. had any kind of, uh, you know, debt owed to the company for some other kind of service, you know, you might not qualify to be able to get the the service. So then you've got folks like Microsoft and Starry that have been working with a lot of public institutions, like the public housing authorities, um, like uh, Microsoft has partnered with Starry, which is a service provider, to um, then also partner with the housing authority in Los Angeles to provide... Um, broadband to folks in in the housing authority and they don't have to go through all the sign up they don't have to you know uh type in you know a, a gazillion things you know saying you know trying to prove that they're really poor <laughs> they've already been qualified they live in public housing so um so it's it's more of a seamless way to try to get the service to folks and sort of lessen that barrier to, to get people to take up the service. And, um, and yeah, and so, you know, we might see more of that happening. I, I think, you know, that's also going to be something that policymakers have to really look at. It's, it's like, you know, is the private sector really going to be able to address this issue or does there need to be some, some deeper partnership between sort of the public, uh, interest and and government and private companies. Yeah, it's interesting that uh, Starry that you mentioned uh, is doing this. I, I remember when they kind of burst in the, out of the scenes or into the scene as a company looking to offer an alternative, you know, high-speed wireless access, kind of an alternative for carriers. That obviously didn't work so well. Uh, interesting to see them kind of pivot to to serving, um, you know, low-income low families with, with, their, with their technology. Uh, it's clear, like this. You're right. I don't think it's uh, it's going to be companies or the government. I think that some sort of partnership between the two is going to have to come together if if we solve this problem for real. Maggie, thank you for your time. You can check out her full story on CNET.com. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at the Daily Charge, or sign up for direct text messages from me by heading to CNET.co/slash/DailyCharge. If you liked what you heard, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. For the Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.